What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Roll Blob Podcast, presented by the Broken Anchor Thingy. You know us. It's the boys, Cap, Coop, and Andy. I almost messed up Coop and Cap, but I had to say both of them, so that would have been stupid. Boys, how are we doing? I just love the <laughs> lack of emphasis on Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got Cap and Coop and then Andy. You're, <laughs> the, you're the throwaway. We got fucking Andy. Uh, this guy again? I thought he was sick. <laughs> he keeps showing up. <laughs> Invite him on one time. Ago. Yeah, invited him on one time this summer, and he keeps showing the fuck up. This guy, <laughs> but he edits. He, he edits the podcast, so I guess it's okay. right. <laughs> Makes our life easy, so we keep him around. Boys, how are we doing, man? I'm excited for this one, man. Anytime Rick Brewing comes on, it's just gonna be a fun conversation. We talk very little Xavier basketball, which I fucking love. We got which you guys gonna love Xavier content. What would we have <laughs> talked about? That would have sucked. That would have been a like shitty pod. Xavier basketball podcast. So to quote the great John Brandon, I'm going to insert one word here. People would have thought we would have just brought in, we'll say, uh, I don't know, Bill Walton. But no, we brought in Rick Broering. <laughs> Coach Brandon just said after a 14-point loss to a team that just improved to 8-14, and 14, last place SEC team, most people would have thought we brought in Thomas War. We brought in Vanderbilt. <laughs> I'm sure he said it like that too. We brought in Vanderbilt. <laughs> Number 117 in the net. Quad three game. <laughs> Oh my god, bro. That's hilarious. We have Tulsa out there scheduling Northeastern State. We went for quadrant three. That's a skinny sounding voice, by the way, Andy. Hey, I mean I've been doing I've been doing my workouts. I've been... Spoiler alert. <laughs> you lost some weight? You'll right. you'll understand that one later. Yeah, you'll you'll, you'll, under, you'll see the title. Um does this headset make me sound fat? So we talked to Rick big time bro and you big time just last week. We got, we finally got a hold of the man that's been super busy. You know, he's always out on the road. Just actually Rick's Rick's doing some stuff, dude. Good for him, dude. Calling the NKU games. That's really cool. He's getting anyway, verified. We bullshit with Rick. And, and honestly, it's late night vibes, bro. Like, the, like towards the end of that interview, bro. Like <laughs> I was like tired, bro. My brain was not working. I think we said bye about four times. Yeah. And I didn't want to like, here's the thing with interviews. I always feel bad because this is such a waste of time for people. I would think, you know what I mean? But I think people come like love, like coming on and bullshitting, but I was just like, I was trying to give Rick an out, you know? <laughs> and, I, I was surprised we were still recording. I thought we were done recording. So I kind of just stopped talking. Then I'm like, Oh shit. Like, kept said, asking well, more questions. Thanks for having, <laughs> thanks for coming on today. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're doing an interview. But with that, we should cut to the intro and then we'll do more bullshit like you know, like you came here for. But yeah, let's cut to the intro, Andy. Huh? All right, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. So I think I'm just going to call this episode Bullshit with Browning. That's your title. That's pretty much what we did. I mean, that's going to be the bulk of the podcast, and you're welcome for that. Because uh, less of us, more of Rick. That's, that's, the, that's the, what's on the menu. Yeah, I mean, we could have come on here and talked about how shitty Xavier looked and how bleak everything is and just had a, had a horrible time. But instead, we swerved. We went left, and we just bullshitted with Browning about nonsense. Like, you know – Come for the intro, stay for the nonsense, and 
if you if you want actual Xavier content and like a breakdown of the fucking games, leave. Just I mean, we talked about Xavier basketball for like six minutes. The funny thing is, I think Rick thinks we want him on here to talk Xavier. When we just want to come, we just want him to bullshit. Yeah, like this is this is his platform uh, to bull. Right. He he does Dana and Victory. He does uh the Skinny Podcast. Right. He runs the message boards. He gets yelled at nonstop. They don't want you to come here and work. Yeah, like we are like you're not. We're not making any money here. I mean, outside of the fifty bucks. Um, so <laughs> in counting. What did we say? We make an hour like eleven cents. Yeah, eleven cents an hour is some bullshit, and, <laughs> and then like for you guys is a lot more because you know I have to do the an extra six hours of work per, per pod. I wonder <laughs> if me and Cooper doing sixty nine cents an hour yet. I well, hope yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> That's the goal. One day, Coop. One, something to shoot for. Yeah. This is a little preview of exactly what it was like with Brian. We just went off the fucking rails, like no agenda, like zero organization, just a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Being on the rails sucks. <laughs> Bullshit's where it's at. Coop, anything you want to say, bro, before we get to this interview? Uh, no, I mean, just enjoy the time of uh, hearing Rick. You hear less dicks, more Rick. Well, actually, you hear reference of dicks. It's one of those really episodes, often. dude. But I was telling Andy. It's one this of those is... episodes. Yeah. It's a fucking episode. But, but a good one. Yeah. Like I said. Life's a bitch. Fuck it. <laughs> hey, guys, Rick Brewing here. See if you can figure out how to turn his mic on. Welcome Sup, back. fuckers. <laughs> What's up, my guy? <laughs> if, if you have any tech stuff that you need help with, just give us a shout. Yeah, real funny. Real funny guy. <laughs> real low Looking blow. good, Rick. <laughs> Thank you. Upgrade. Thank you. Should we just start the bot? Like, should this just be how the bot starts? It's recording. I think, I think we should just start. Yeah, I think we should already have started by now. All right, Rick. So since we're already into it, uh, I'm just going to ask her a quick request. Let's keep it professional. Um, if you could just tell that posse of yours to um, to just kind of keep it low key. We're trying to have a, a, a you know a high standing operation. If that's okay with you. Yeah. No, I get it. All right. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll keep it tight. Yeah. Thanks. I, I appreciate that a lot. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, so Rick, I saw on Twitter that you are paid by subscriptions and not by traffic. So I just wanted you to know that I've been digging through the roll blob records into how much Andy owes you in back pay. Um, being, <laughs> being that he's been using my login since probably 2013. No, just kidding. <laughs> Only for like six months. This is before I knew you. Yeah. That's why forever, Andy, like, and Rick, if you see this, like anytime you post any kind of deal, I'm going to add Andy and like until the end of time. Yeah, I picked up on that. No, yeah. I got yeah, yeah, I got that. <laughs> he will get added for every single deal that you get, just just for karma's sake. Even though That's I have a subscription. You, <laughs> you do now, but yeah. how much do you have? Look, Andy's making up for lost time. He is rapid fire right now on the message boards. He's doing good work. Yeah, I mean, he's going to take a lot of heat off of you. I mean, we we honestly talked to Mario about him just kind of being like Adam Bomb's essentially meat shield. <laughs> Cuz he's got the time that, and energy. Uh, What's the what's the guy? Uh, the I think his name's Luther, and it's like Barack Obama's angry translator. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking From about? Feel, Andy, yeah. Andy is that towards like actual professional media people. It's like you know what? I'm not addressing that. Let's send Andy. Hundred percent. Xavier Twitter's been so toxic. It made Adam Bomb quit Twitter. Quit Twitter. It's pretty toxic. I mean, look, it, it hasn't been a great year for Xavier fans. I understand that. The standard is the standard, and it's inexcusable, and they're going to draw the line, <laughs> and they're not going to let this happen. And I'm, I'm very 
I'm very happy for them about that. Yeah, um, he should be. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, if you weren't here for the first two times of me at the NIT, don't be here the third time. Is all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> be a real fan. Come on. <laughs> like, what are we you. about? What are we about around here? Okay, Rick. What everyone's been asking for. Our DMs just been popping all day. We need a Horizon NKU Norse update per usual. Horizon Madness has been taking the Twitter sphere by storm, though. I mean, I don't think I really should have to say much. You've all been watching Sports Center, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm just sure you were let down to see Wright State kind of cough it up there. Look, I, like, I mean, tough if, night for Rick. If anybody's been listening to me for the last six months, they know Wright State struggles in the Horizon League tournament. I've brought that up a few times. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have been listening, but I'm kind of Nostradamus when it comes to the Horizon League tournament. Um, this is what we all expected to play out. NKU Invitational back in action. Um, we're in Indy despite it being a down year and a rebuilding year. And that's just what we do. So. <laughs> You know, maybe you guys could give me a good line for when NKU wins the championship that you want me to get off there in that final buzzer beating moment. Well, I don't I don't want you getting off anytime soon, Rick, if that's OK. Um, well, that was pretty much what happened when they won the other night on a tip. And if you heard the call, <laughs> how's that been, by the way? Is it fun calling games, getting your fanta on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is year two. I'm pretty much a seasoned vet by this point, but I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look good on camera, man. Like it's, it definitely works for you. I mean, you, you know, you don't look out of place. Are you, are you saying that because I'm on radio? <laughs> well, I mean, hey, Rick, I, I think I told you this one time. I think one of the first times we talked, or maybe I said this on a uh, on a on a message board post. But I was shocked when I saw you for the first time and didn't realize and realized you weren't a fat guy. You got a fat guy's that- voice. I'm just gonna call it like it is. Wait, I'm confused. I have a fat guy's bo- voice, but yes. I'm not fat. Correct. But- I remember, oh. so I listened. So I've listened to like I've listened to your podcast on Dana Victory for a long time. I don't um, think you've actually seen me in person. Well, I haven't seen you in person, but I've seen I've seen what you look like. Well, the you've fact that you think I'm I'm not fat, I think you've not seen me in person. You're I, not I, like yeah, you're not fat, fat. So you're saying I have a morbidly obese voice? Pretty, but you have a large yeah, voice. Yeah, you got a, you got a Jack Black voice. Like I, I was wow. picturing Jack Black's body type. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I can I I could go with that. I mean, honestly, I feel kind of good that you said that. I feel hey, like that's almost a yeah. Guy. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised. Hey, but we don't fat voice shame here. No, we don't fat no, shame please, around here. I'm just no. saying what I was expecting. Please don't voice shame. And actually, if you uh, please show some respect to the game, I was pretty, pretty fat uh, four or five years ago. <laughs> Not to brag. Yeah, yeah I mean, I <laughs> can't confirm. Yeah, I, I did. I did lose 60 pounds to get down to this moderately fatness. So Andy's seen you in real life. Yeah. Well, yeah. When I was interviewing him, I was like 250 pounds. Yeah, I feel like I remember you talking about that because I heard Chad talking about you or maybe it was skinny or someone like calling for like backup at like a bar or some shit. And you're like, I was a pretty big dude. Like I wasn't really worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing about that group. I started out as the, like the, the big fat one of that group. And now I'm like the <laughs> smallest one when we're on camera together. All those guys have ballooned up. It's great. So we're, we're, we're trying to tick many boxes around here. We're ticking the education box, the stock box, finance, all kinds of stuff around here at the Roll Blob Podcast, trying to broaden our horizons. Let's, let's, let's get this weight loss box. What was, yeah, what was your key to success there? Um, that's a good question. What was it? Oh, well, actually, I know what it was. It was I got really fat because I had, like quit doing anything for three years because of injuries. Good man. I was like running that the, uh, high school website and had like back-to-back back and knee injuries all within like a four-year span so yeah, i was just like it. screw it i'm just never doing anything again <laughs> and for three years i just ate and worked and didn't exercise 
Nice. It's actually a glorious three years. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like pretty happier. much everyone's yeah, right. quarantine. Yeah, it was exactly <laughs> like that, except I just didn't stop for three years. And then it was like, <laughs> all right, you know what? We probably got to do something about this. I might die soon. So quarantine's just been like, just kind of just natural. You just oh, yeah, lean it into it. Back into my natural habitat for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Rick, I, I've been talking to the fellows about this, and uh, I definitely have this thing with March Madness. Once it comes around the corner, like I kind of got to stagger my TVs in. I'm only at two of four right now. How's our TV situation looking over at the at the Browing Cabas over there? Well, yeah, I, so I'm actually kind of a believer in you really only need a two TV setup. Okay. Even for the tournament, there's rarely like a time where you have to have three screens. Um, so I go two TVs stacked and then I've got a mm-hmm. two monitor stacked system, which those are both 24 inches. So it's like, if you got to throw a game on a monitor for a little bit, you're all right. It's a solid setup. That's a solid setup. What do you think about this year with the Friday Monday deal? I don't know how I feel about it. What's the Friday Monday deal? What are we saying? So normally the first round starts on Thursday. You normally get your first you get your first couple playing games Tuesday, Wednesday, right? And then the first round starts Thursday, and then it goes Thursday through Sunday. But now the first day of the first round is Friday, all the way through the next Monday. Almost oh wait, fuck. wait, wait, no, you're kidding, right? Almost uh, fucked, almost for, fucked me up for the NCAA I, tournament. Yes, sir. I did not know that. The last day of the second round is Monday. You can't be four, fucking serious. Yeah, no. bet four days in sports. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. Look the shit up. Fact check me. Fact check me. You blew my mind. I really didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I, I, was put, I, was, I was putting in my work shit, t- trying to take the days off. Almost requested that Thursday off. I did request that Thursday off. I didn't request Monday <laughs> off. Rick, Andy, it's playing games. Sorry, I mixed up Rick and Andy because they're about as skinny as each other now. Andy, I mean, but you still get the playing games. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I need. I need to be right. off work um, on my 9 to 5.30 shift for that, set, for that 8 o'clock play-in game. That's what oh. I'm saying. How heavy well, does Andy's voice sound? Could be kind of what would you guess? I, I would have I put another 20 pounds on Andy. I, I think Andy's sitting in like the – he's got a 160-pounder, I think. Yeah, he's, he sounds like he's like more of a wing a wing voice, and he's really a, a very slim backup oh, yeah. bench guard voice. Yeah. Oh, he's he's definitely shrand when I would say his voice is like a Najee. His voice is a Najee, but his look is a shrand for sure. You know, you know what? Him and Najee talk very similarly. Without very question. Similar. Indistinguishable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't put his profile picture up, I get him mixed up. I've heard that before. Plus, they both ask me if I'm trying to get cash in my DMs occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good financial year for the Muskies, man. Q, hey, Najee, uh, everyone Rick, doing well after college. Yes, sir. Rick, have you heard about Andy's new venture into the um, – I don't know what you want to say. I'm trying to – keep it apparel but apparel i guess yeah the yeah under non-fungible tokens (laughs) well i think these are pretty fungible (laughs) i have not heard what but yeah put the fun and fungible so uh andy i think you'd explain it best but long story short he's in the lingerie business Uh, i'm a a promo code i'm a product ambassador for naked underwear ladies is that a real thing Use promo code Andy, Andy Pick 17 at checkout. Free shipping, $17 off your order. What's the website? It's um wherenkd.com, I believe. Andy Pick 17 at checkout. And uh, NKD well, actually. Hey, that's actually for... a real website. It's a real website. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a real thing. And NKD stands for Northern Kentucky. Uh, what's the D stand for? I think we I think we all know what the D stands yeah. for. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Defense. We'll, we'll let Defense. the listeners decide. You know? 
<laughs> now, to be fair, I'm pretty sure this was like a spammer. And from what it sounded like, Andy was seeking it out, just kind of like how he's everywhere. Like, so I'll get off of Twitter, Rick, because it's just a nightmare. And then I'll go onto Facebook. And the first thing I see is Andy Pick over there arguing with Xavier fans because he can't get enough on Twitter. I, I mean, we opened up the message board to him. He's there arguing with people, too. I don't, uh, you would think he'd have <laughs> enough avenues. Everywhere. Him. He's on Kick. He's on TikTok. I mean, you name it. A- Andy, can you explain yourself on that? Hold, I, hold I, on. I, I will say I logged on to this wherenkd.com site, and the first thing I see is a, a rather attractive girl in lingerie with her head over her hands. And it's looked like, it looks like an OnlyFans account, if we're being mm. honest. And I see monthly <laughs> subscription, two undies per month. Andy, did you think that you were going to get more pictures from her when you signed up for this place? <laughs> or what did you uh, know what the, it was for the record i gave no money um so it they sounds just, like they're paying you yeah they uh uh are you using my login they, over there too i got a random dm and it was like we, we we're looking for attractive females to be brand ambassadors <laughs> i'm like do you not realize i'm a male <laughs> well so it's I'm your like, dainty voice <laughs> that's it's true <laughs> Uh, people get me mixed up all the time uh and then i'm like they told me to dm the main account i'm like okay like let's see how let's see how far they'll take this and so i'm like i dm them and i'm like this has just been a dream of mine and i'm re- i really think we'd make a perfect team so let's see what we can get going how many messages did you send them like 30 uh it was about six or seven. Oh my god this guy this guy in your screen time, bro. I bet your phone, like, when it shows you your screen time, it's just like, get a fucking life. <laughs> it doesn't even show you a time. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? I like the idea of most people avoiding, like, service calls or I- IMing back and forth with, like, you know, one of those uh, customer service people at <laughs> right. all costs. Andy's, like, sending pages back and forth with them. <laughs> like, you can't wait to have a conversation with the lady at Staples. And he gets the he call, like, follow-ups. we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended insurance warranty. Like, oh, I'm sweet. I'm so glad you called. <laughs> right. Couldn't have hit me at a better time. Uh, have you, what do you, need, have you heard about Travis Steele's record on the road? <laughs> Snow's grammar all the rage right now. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard. Snow's grammar. Someone's got to get that fixed. It's a real problem for our website. <laughs> it's horrible. I mean, it's it really a, pissed one guy a off. Big issue. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, uh, Rick, we were talking about this before you came on. Like, so, Rick, I don't, and this was actually a Coop suggestion. So, I'm going to throw him under the bus here if that's okay. How old is uh, Rick Browning for the people at home? 33. Okay. I just didn't want to be one of those Travis Steele things. Like, he's 39, he's 48, he's 35. So, now we know. No, I'm pretty upfront about that. Yeah. It's not, it's not a big secret for me. Like, 33 and skinny. Love to see it. Age. Uh, <laughs> why, why podcast just be skinny and skinny? Uh, and I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, so what does Rick Browning at 33 getting pretty cemented in the business? I would say, at least for us, I mean, Rick, big time Browning. What do you think? And it's, it's like 11 o'clock at night, you get on the message board and you see fucking 15 fucking messages about the goddamn grammar of Brian Snow. <laughs> like what happens? Like what's, what's your immediate reaction on that one? Like just cracking up. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, I think my exact reaction was someone texted me to say something about Snow's grammar, which made me think, all right, what's going on here? Like, that's got to be a joke. So I logged on. I read it. I started laughing. And then my next thought was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, if you come to this site for grammar, if you paid money for this site and you're worried about the grammar, you're a fucking clown. Like, what's wrong with you? You're giving us your money for this. <laughs> that's so true i mean 
I, I do have a, I have a question though. So, uh, I mean, was this over something as like minor as the wrong usage usage of a comma or a dash or a semicolon? It's just your 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 shit. Like, yeah, in this case, it was like a, yeah, your your your. I think, but let's be clear. I mean, if if we're talking about snow, it could be almost anything. If we're talking about <laughs> me, it could be a lot of things. I mean, neither one of us are grammar guys. Snow, right. certainly. If Snow was in an eighth grade English class, he'd be having a terrible time. Let's call, let's call it what it is. Yeah, he'd be a solid B or C student in an eighth <laughs> yeah. grade LA class. Yeah, they would not be loving Brian Snow's uh, papers, that's for sure. But just wild times, bro. Like, it's just wild times. And, Rick, I was dying at Musketeer Report's Twitter, which I'm sure is run by one person on this, and it's probably not me, Andy, or Coop. And I was dying. I mean, you were on one that night, just giving everybody. Game. Yeah, I think the Providence game, when everyone was in full meltdown mode, Musketeer Report was uh, – so Musketeer Report is pretty lit. Can, all right, I see. I actually legitimately want to ask you guys about like a couple things regarding those fan reactions that I can't understand, and it's like been going on forever. And it's not just Xavier fans that do it, so I understand it's like lost on me, and I'm the issue here. But there's two things I don't understand. Why one do when you get mad at your team, do you complain to media members who are covering the team? Like, what is the point of that? Who is that for? Why do you think they care? All that does is just piss them off. Be like, all right. Like, I don't want to cover your team anymore. This sucks. Um, and then second of all, who are the, po- the, like the posts where everyone's like, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. Who is that for? Do they think we don't think <laughs> we they should make that. the tournament? Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we, we all know, my week. guy. We all know. Do you think like we, th- we think you're the smart one in the room now because you're super critical and you keep reminding us that this isn't up to your standard. The- Travis Steele isn't reading this, my dude. Like, no one is checking in on this and being like, oh, good. Well, uh, I don't want to use a real name because people think right. I'm calling out someone individually when it's literally like 75% of message board posters. But CapX 15. Yeah, cap, the people are going to be like, oh, CapX 15 says it. So now we know it's unacceptable. We've got to draw the line there yeah, the, at, the at intern, nine losses. Yeah. The intern that runs the Xavier basketball Twitter accounts run to Travis Steele. I don't know if you saw it, but Johnny6969 <laughs> said our offense was trash. But then they're like, That's you know what, what? Don't worry. Andy pick 17 is defend your honor. So. <laughs> That's what like, makes this podcast so great because, you know, Travis listens to this podcast, I'm sure, and every, like, higher-up person within the Xavier basketball organization. So it's nice that we have the ability to get our point across and – let everyone know when things aren't up to our standards. But yeah, I don't get the people that do it on Twitter. I get the people that do it on podcasts though. That's the, that's the, <laughs> that, that's true. It's a different, different but, crowd for sure. No, in all seriousness, I totally get anyone who does it on their own timeline on Twitter. That's the whole idea of it. Why, why do I haven't tweeted a single thing from the Xavier game against Georgetown because I'm calling the NKU game. I send out a box score and someone is yelling at Travis Steele to me. He's like, like, way to play the wrong guys, Travis. I'm like, I'm not Travis. Right, I'm not going to read this. He's just going into the for? fucking abyss. Yeah, That's what I said. I, tweet it in I, your own timeline. I get so many. And, dude, here's the wild thing. So some people will tweet it at you. My DMs are just ridiculous. Uh, and so I just, yeah, I just, my, yeah, I get it, bro. I tweeted out like, sorry guys, like on my direct line to Travis, I was just saying, hey, Twitter wants Daniel Ramsey, please take him out. Twitter wants Kiki, if you could just yank him, that'd be great. Like, like who are you? Like, who are you helping? <laughs> like, what, what are you trying to do? Like, I like, and here's my thing. Like, do you feel good about that tweet? You know what I mean? Like, Does you're trashing. You yeah, you're going at Rick on Musketeer Report, being like, oh, our fucking substitutions were terrible. Like, oh, like he's like, man, that was a good tweet. That yeah. good. And yeah. then it's like, and then it's like, I don't respond in kind. I'm like, okay. And then they're mad at me now. 
because it's like you didn't accept my ridiculous ramblings and, and yelling at you. It's like, okay. I mean, I don't know how I'm supposed to win at this game. I don't know who who this is for. I just don't understand. Have you tried the sending memes back? <laughs> I need to get better at that for sure, Coop. Fifty-five year old entitleds love it. Entitled fifty-five year olds love a good meme after a tough L. <laughs> Big on that. Because when they're when they're acting like ass what they want is a joke. And the best yes. thing is because Rick's already kind of a cheeky asshole to begin with, who also doesn't give a shit about Xavier. At least over on like Bearcat Journal, for example, like Chad's just as mad as anybody, and he's going to be an asshole. <laughs> he's you know losing I mean? it with them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Like he just gets to soak up with it. Rick doesn't give a fuck. So all these like pissed off fifty nine year olds are just like, and then Rick's just being a dick. <laughs> Tuesday <laughs> night was the wrong night for Xavier fans to come at me because I was living the dream. Yeah, After I was going to say, is he drawing NKU won, Wright State yeah. wins, and it's like Xavier fans are like coming at me like I give a fuck that you lost to Georgetown. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 40% chance he's high as shit right now. It's Ryan <laughs> You were blaming everybody. That was awesome. I, I was literally just like, I mean, I was just responding to people like, I'm not Travis. That was pretty much my responses to everyone on Twitter. It's like, I don't know what you want me to do about it. I didn't Wait, watch the game. So Travis Steele does not run the Musketeer Report Twitter account? No, he just checks the DMs, but I mean, oh. he, do- he doesn't run the account. Does anyone else have the password? Or is it a Rick Browning only run account? We actually, what we do is uh, Mario asked me to just filter all the tweets and DMs <laughs> about free throws and print them out and then send them to him once a month. You just consolidate all the emails idea. into you just consolidate the emails into one big thread. Yeah, we run it through an algorithm, just searches the words free and throw, and uh, <laughs> anything that comes back out, we we rock with. Hell of an algorithm right there. That's another thing I don't get about people who like they're ma- they're mad about uh, like a loss, and their response, their reaction is to I'm going to email the head coach. Like he gives a fuck what I think. <laughs> I I actually prefer that. At least they're setting the standard and taking a- real action. You well, that's know, true. like Making the guys who are doing it on the message board, it's one thing. But I mean, if you're sending it to the uh, the head coach, you're basically like the modern equivalent of Paul Revere or something riding horseback <laughs> across country. So. You guys ever heard that story? Someone was emailing Travis Steele. This was probably well over a year ago that I heard this, but someone was emailing him like crazy all the time about you need to play full court all the time. And uh, like, I mean, several times a month he was getting these emails. And then Travis went to brunch at first watch. And the guy that had been sending those emails just happened to be there and approached him at his table. And he's like, Hey, I'm the guy that's, always emailing you about running full court like you need to do this and like literally you go from the email inbox and then you're just enjoying brunch with your family and some guy comes up and it's like telling you how to do your job on your day well it's got to be great you're getting some avocado toast at the sleepy bee next to andy dalton's family and up comes fred from the message board like hey what about that diamond press i've asked you to install a few times <laughs> do you ever think about that a little more kiki tandy while we're at it there bud players are a little too rested <laughs> shooting free throws huh oh my god you hey, talk while about they're rick- tired though they have to shoot the free throws while they're tired dude i want to hear what's going through travis Steele's. like we talked about rick when he gets those dumb messages what's going through Steele's head when fred walks up at the fucking brunch spot he handles oh it better than god. i would that's for sure well, I feel like Trav, like, says nice things. And I was talking about J.J. Watt the other day, Rick. I called him, like, a fake nice guy. Like, I don't know if Trav's a fake nice guy, but I bet in his head he's like, this fucking ass clown. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, I do remember uh, the year of the brawl when he was an assistant coach. And there were people calling him because after the end, if it, like, they're planning to the different faces on the court and everything. People are walking back, and everyone's like, 
flustered and pissed off. And some of the coaches like pointing to locker rooms and mix talking about tearing jerseys off people and whatnot and they flashed to travis he's just got a smile on his face like <laughs> yeah he's Freedom. got some he's got some shit at all oh, his, he's way his, more sean miller than, he, than oh, yeah. anyone else i would say as a coach yeah he's definitely like a sean miller i feel like kind of play a like or coach like whatever you want to say his facial reactions have been funny as fuck during the games recently yeah so uh, let me ask you the because I'm actually curious about this. I've seen it a few times. People are, well, not more than a few. People are getting real mad about his post-game comments. And yeah. I like even saw someone on the board say, oh, I watch all these other coaches and they sound so much more composed and Travis freaks out after every game and, and all this. Do, are you guys bothered by the things he said? Do you think he is like weird in post-games or anything? Or is that getting to you as a fan? I personally I wish he would fuck what he says in post games. I wish he would uh, Jim Beheim it and flame five foot two white guys that have played <laughs> basketball. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, honestly, he's got a couple of good targets in me and Bob. If he wanted to just flame <laughs> us for guys who never played the sport and don't look the part, he's this got former it. fat guy over here. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's something we could email to him. Have you ever heard Brewing's mean, voice? He sounds like he's 350. <laughs> <laughs> If the radio adds 200 pounds. Okay. Still drops that one over the uh, oh post game zooms in Madison Square Garden. I will actually slip him 100. <laughs> I would lose my fuck. I'll match it. I'll match whatever you're willing to pay. See, now now he that he's like, could be fired by the message board soon. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I don't give a shit about what he says. I, I think he's fine. I mean, what the fuck's he supposed to say? Well, that's the, that's like, the whole thing. And nothing ever intelligent is ever said during those things. I do useless. think occasionally you can get annoyed with like Marvin Lewis used to drive me crazy oh, saying the yeah. same things over and over and dismissing things over and over. I thought Mick, when he would say things like offense isn't the issue when they scored 56 points, that would get annoying to me if you're like just <laughs> insulting everyone's intelligence. I don't think Travis has done that to the most part. I think he's pretty honest. Um, occasionally he tries to do like the tough guy thing a little bit too much of like, you know, I, it's unacceptable. We're, we're going to find yeah. five guys. Like I get that. That's like, okay, what, whatever, you know, show it to me. I don't care. But every coach does something like that to an extent. I liked Mac a lot. Cause he was super candid. Like I liked when he came in and like, we got our asses kicked. Like I was actually like, yeah, we got our asses kicked. Like I, I kind of dig that, you know, like, I don't know. I don't love all the coach speak all the time, but like with Steele, I think he's fine. And honestly, after the province game, I was cool with him being fired up because as a fan, like I'm a fan of Xavier basketball. I play it like fucking cool, but I was fucking pissed. I was eating a fucking like hard boiled egg with the shell on. It wasn't fun. You know? I was like, yeah, that fucking sucked. We got our ass. No, yeah. The guy yeah. with 700 burner accounts for the same program definitely is playing it cool. Not, not <laughs> you're pretty undercover as a, a fan for sure, but way, way playing it cool. Yourself. No, but like, no, but I'll like, like be cheeky and shit on Twitter or whatever, but like deep, like, you know, with like the, the meme with like the face where he's like smiling and underneath it's like the guy like clenching and like crying or whatever. Like that was definitely me for the Providence game. I was pissed off. That shit sucked. You know, <laughs> like my DMs are a nightmare. My fucking mentions are a nightmare. People ask why I didn't put uh, Keith during that, like during that entire game, I have Mike Saber and my fucking mentions about Travis Steele and Paul Strugs sucking. You love Mike Saber. I love that guy. Yeah, absolutely love that guy. I'm not, I'm not hey, he's getting a lot of publicity just from this podcast for yeah. anyone that listens. I mean, hopefully he's getting some followers. I wonder, if Jonas, Hayes, I wonder if Jonas Hayes is going to wish him a happy birthday. You guys thought this blogger awesome. life was easy. You know, I'm, living, I'm a decade <laughs> in now, and you're wondering about my weight. Don't worry about my weight. We'll see where you guys are at in a decade. You're already six months in. You're worried about mean DMs after losses. Are you kidding me? Wait a decade, fellas. Try to get yourself through a couple four in the morning nights posting on the message board. You'll be there. Those are, those are rookie numbers. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pump those numbers up. That's right. Rick, what's up with your sleep schedule lately, man? 
<laughs> I'm tired of getting Jesus. asked about it, honestly. I feel now I feel like I'm the guy who just complains about sleep all the time. And I don't try to bring it up. Everyone else brings it up. But yeah, I don't I'm worried about you. No, I'm well, yeah, my, my weight, my sleep, it's my eating habits, my uh, self-medication. This it's, is a podcast. This this is like a therapy session disguised as like a sports podcast. Yeah, right? we that's great. We haven't talked about Xavier like once hardly, except for the complaints I have about message boards. <laughs> dude, dude, I, mean, I don't think we even planned on it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you go through the, the show notes. Them. It's just all like, is Rick getting enough sleep? Is uh... so that's so that's a funny thing. Every I actually have gotten that question this year of like why that I, while I'll interact with you guys and and go back and forth when I've like ignored most of the other Xavier websites and stuff. Like that, I was like, well, here's the thing: no one has done anything new or interesting from a Xavier website or coverage standpoint. Like, no one has brought anything different to the table. It's like. Me, Shannon, Adam are already doing this stuff. And a bunch of people are aggregating our content and trying to get followers. Like, I don't care. I don't, I'm not mad at you. There's plenty of followers going around, whatever, do your thing. But it's like, wait, I'm supposed to like retweet some guy who's just taking our information and repackaging it. Or I'm supposed to, you know what I mean? Like no one else is doing any interesting content. It's like, people have asked me who might take over Musketeer Report if I'm going to leave. It's like, there's not a person alive right now that has shown any interest or ability to cover the team or write like that. They're all just doing the same shit. So you guys actually came along and did something different and approached it from a way that no one else was doing it and were funny and at least unique. And so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Like I have no issue interacting with other people and retweeting them, giving them some shine, but it's like, no one's done anything interesting. Like there has been no good Xavier content from any of those other accounts. Most of them just whine at like what we're doing <laughs> behind a paywall and stuff. It's like, okay. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. Unique's a Definitely nice way of saying words, ass cloud. All of uh, what you said about us was all unintentional. So, I mean, we'll take it though. <laughs> that was not a paid sponsorship. <laughs> By the way, use Andy Pick 17 at checkout. But uh, <laughs> 40% off and free shipping. And free shipping. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, where are you going to find another guy that can write like Brian Snow? See, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't, you guys aren't just going to double up on snows. There's no Brian Snow tree out there. You can't can't touch the unbelievable writing of musketeerreport.com. I'm not sure why many are trying. (laughs) I got a couple questions. Okay. The natural thing, if I can, real quick, I think uh, you would just have to hand over the login credentials to the coaching staff. They run the Musketeer Report after that. So it's well, like a direct, a direct, like method to where fans can communicate directly with coaches and vice versa. It'd be so. It'd be I, like I think that is Mario's retirement plan. Um, but it, as it turns out, since it does look like Travis Steele is on his way out via the message board, he has reached out to me and said, "Hey, like if I don't have another job lined up, are you willing to step aside or, or at least bring me on board?" And, and I've told him, I think, you know, uh, this is off the record, but between you guys and me, I've told him we could work something out potentially. <laughs> That'd be big. That'd be huge. I think Marcus Walters could maybe take your spot and you take Travis's. I think that's a natural. <laughs> Does Steele have enough of a resume though? Well, no, but I think if you pair him with a Marcus Walters, it's kind of like uh, Chris Mack and Dino Gaudio on the bench. You know, that's now you've I've got an experienced saying. coach, so you'll never lose. I've been saying that, Rick. Like, why is it fire Travis Steele and not, like, hire Rick Bettino to have a, a coached hand? Honestly, that would have been a more interesting take than anything I've read on the message board recently or literally any conversation <laughs> about what's going on basketball-wise. There are plenty of things. that That's the other issue I have with the conversations that go on with the message board. It's like the, all the people who want to make it so clear that it's unacceptable what's going on, 
They can't get past that conversation. They just keep repeating that over and over. It's like, okay, that's fine. Let's talk about the actual issues you have with the team. Let's talk about where they could get better. I mean, if we're just going to talk about whether Travis Steele should be fired or not in year three during a pandemic, it's like, okay, well, we're going nowhere with that. That's a really stupid conversation. It's not productive for anyone, and it's boring to have. If you want to talk about like the things that we have gotten into at times with Kiki Tandy's playing time or playing the smaller lineup more often or what's his overall philosophy going forward on uh, uh, pack line defense and hard hedging if they're not going to be a tough team that rebounds well. What uh, you know, There's a lot of different things to talk about with Travis Steele's style, the future of Xavier basketball, what's gone well, what hasn't gone well. We don't get into any of that conversation at any sort of reasonable level because it's one side is Travis Steele sucks, fire him, this is unacceptable over and over and over and over and over again. And the other side is Travis Steele has pretty much done no wrong. Why do you guys keep picking on him? Please stop it. I mean, it's like, guys, let's just talk about the game. Well, let's just talk about what happened. They lost to Georgetown at one point in your lives. You would have been thrilled that Xavier could play Georgetown. So let's have a discussion about the fact that they lost to him. You know, it's I think our all time record against Georgetown 16 and six, which is insane. Uh, yeah, and it's like, I get it. Xavier isn't where they once were. Someone said that this isn't our father's Xavier at Schmidt Fieldhouse. That's right. That is right. But you're also not spending nearly as much as the other teams in the Big East, and you're expecting to win the Big East every year. So it's like, you got to take a step back sometimes and realize that it's not necessarily that there are excuses or that there isn't a standard set of you need to be an NCAA tournament and you want to be a top two or three team in the Big East every year. But there are actual reasons of why that's going to be difficult for you to achieve right now. And no question. I, I think the biggest thing is just the the talent. Like, I, I think it's just been underachievement from a talent perspective the last few years. And then, too, you just look at, you know, since the day we lost to Florida State. Well, just well, has here, not been fun. You know, well, let's, I think, well, let's talk about the talent thing for a second. Yeah, go for okay? it. Okay. Yeah, for Xavier, that's a lot of talent. For Xavier, when they were in the sure. A-10, that's a lot of talent. For Xavier in the Big East, they haven't had the most talent at any point that they've been in the Big East. I mean, these yeah. other schools, it's like, yeah, Xavier had Najee Marshall and Quentin Gooden, two top 50. How did Travis – or uh, Quentin Gooden and Paul Scruggs, two top 50s. How do you screw that up? It's like – yeah, that's right. But Providence had two or three top 50s at the same time. Villanova had several top, like all these other teams had top 50 guys too. They weren't the only ones with two top 50 guys who didn't fit well together. And that, that's my biggest thing is like when you have Najee Marshall, Quentin Gooden, Tyreek Jones, Paul Scruggs, and then uh, Jason Carter and Zach Fremantle, you can't spread the floor a whole lot. Like they could just pack it in. Like that, that lineup did not mesh well at all. So you can have the individual talent, but we did not have the right players that complemented each other. And that's what people don't understand. They just say we had these top recruits and we didn't make the tournament. Yeah, which, look, and I agree to a certain extent. It's, I'm not saying you couldn't put, have potentially done better with those guys. Like, to say Travis Steele didn't get the most out of everybody for the first three years of his, his tenure is like, that's a fair statement. That, that, no that's one accurate. thinks that's unreasonable. He's a f- coach in his first three years. And he had a lot of things going on when you factor in the, it's not an excuse. It's to say he probably didn't do as well as he ultimately could have. Had he been in his seventh or eighth year, that first year might've gone better. The second year might've gone better. That's a natural progression. Like I think we all expected it. Then you throw in some of the things that are legitimate factors, like a pandemic, like Chris Mack's lost recruiting class, like the fact that anytime you change coaches in this day and age, you're going to have somewhat of a turnover and rebuild to, to take place. So yeah, I mean, I just don't. I just think we're so unreasonable and so polarized with how we talk about everything, probably in our country, regardless of sports or Xavier basketball at all, that it, it just it's no fun to have these conversations anymore. And two, I think it's just a spoiled fan base. I mean, like if you look at like Xavier, like if you look at like their twenty year history from I would say like nineteen ninety eight to like two thousand eighteen, like I think nine times that I think you could say like 
that went about as well as it really could have gone. I mean, Xavier got really lucky a lot of times. We've always done more with less. And there was a lot of different scenarios where, like, you know, Duke beats Lehigh and we don't go to the Sweet 16. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. many different scenarios where, like, it just could not have gone that well. It went really, really well for how it could have gone, you know, if you had made the odds. So I feel like yeah, it's just. Yeah, but that's not to say that Xavier has to apologize or that they have to take a step back because no. of that stuff. Like, they've earned the point to where they've gotten. And I, again, I'm not telling the people who want to be like the standard bearers that they're wrong. I just don't know who they're telling that to. Like, yeah, I don't it's just like we're talking in circles too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just like it's, we're talking in circles. And, and like, I think okay, we could think be really good. It, you, know? you know, I think at a certain point, like it could all click with all this talent. And you think about it too, there's not one junior on the roster. You know what I mean? It's still a pretty damn young, you know, roster top to bottom, you know? Like, and I think it could happen real quick and then we could, you know, be really, really good. I mean, with Mac, I mean, he had some really rough years with Des Well shit and all that. And then there was just a point where it clicked, you know, like when Jalen Reynolds and them, I think freshman, sophomore year, it started to click with Stainbrook and D. And then he was just really, really good for four years, you know? Um, I don't know. Like, I just think it's it's way too early to be having those stupid-ass conversations. And then two, I mean, Najee Marshall's a stupid charge away from us being in the conversation. Paul Scruggs being hurt three games in a row, that's a different conversation. You know, so if one or two balls bounce a different way, it's a whole different you know, different yeah. narrative. Well, it's like people going back there listing the years Xavier has made the tournament, hasn't or whatever, and they're like throwing in, you know, oh, well, yeah, Xavier or Chris Mack only missed it once. And it's like, okay, yeah, but you remember when they they missed it and then they played NC State in the play-in game, oh, got beat God. by a, a, a terrible NC State team at Dayton. It's like most oh, of you would have rather they didn't make it that time. Is that much different <laughs> from last year, Travis Steele's team that may or may have not made the play-in game? You yeah. know what I mean, like those those seasons are the same to me. One coach didn't do a better job than the other, even if Travis wouldn't have gotten the play game and Chris did. It's like, yeah, those seasons aren't any different. You know, sure. so and again, my point isn't that Xavier's fans are the worst and they're the only ones who do this. I recognize this is a problem across all the sports. I see it on Chad's board. I see it with Duke God. fans this year. I see, you know, it's not a, an unusual thing. It's just like it sucks because it's like, I want to talk basketball. I enjoy that. It's fun to talk. We have really smart people who actually understand the game to a certain extent on the message board. And Monahan. It's, yeah, it's like in the off season, sometimes we'll have these conversations where it's like, Hey, these people actually have a clue. And then you get into yeah. this and we're at where we're at. Everyone's just pissy. Everyone's just pissy. Yep. Got to kick the dog, beat the wife when you get home. <laughs> uh, am I going to get canceled can... for that? Delete that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. my producer. Um, yeah. But I think maybe you can just up the subscription fees to certain people, but not everybody. I don't know. Well, I've done that. There are people that I've just like, um, I've blacklisted <laughs> and they'll always come at me and be like, I'm a paying customer. You can't do this. I'll cancel. And I, I saw like, that shit. And I'm always like, yes, please do. That's the idea of banning you right <laughs> now. We don't want you here. You're bad for business. And then they'll, so like they'll let that go and they'll always come back and like either get a new name or sign up again. It's like, Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's weird because I've been seeing accounts that are like are normally pretty reasonable. Like I think it and, and I'm not gonna call the name here, but I think I saw somebody at you guys and was like, I pay for the subscription or whatever, like you better answer me back on Twitter. I was like Oh dude. yeah. Someone uh, sent me like a screenshot. I I blocked some guy the other night. That's the other thing. People get really mad about the whole getting blocked on Twitter. And usually I just mute. I'm not a big block guy. Yeah. Same. But occasionally it's just like when someone is getting so annoying when they just won't stop during a game, it's like, all right. I'm going to block you just so you understand you're an idiot. And then I'll maybe unblock you a couple of years from now. Uh, when someone asks. <laughs> but yeah, some guy was like sending me all these tweets that I couldn't see because he was blocked. Dude. And so someone screenshotted them for There's me. There's a, the broing rage is a thing, dude. I've seen people go full broing rage where like, you're just kind of being cheeky and being an asshole. And then they just like, it makes them crazy kind of like, yeah, but I get it. Right. Like I play the game on online. Yeah, you, you can't, 
as I said on the the uh, podcast with Skinny this morning, you can't go Darren Ravel, get in the mud, act like you're in on the joke, and play the That's game. Fair. And then when people start slinging arrows, be like, "No, I don't Whoa. want to be a part of this. Let's cancel everyone." I'm a nice you know, it's guy. Like, yeah, it's like, no, come on. That's who I am. Like, I'm very hateable. People aren't gonna like me. Do you see fans tweet that they want to punch me in the face when I walk into their building? Like, I get who I who I am, and I'm fairly self aware in that. Regard, you see so. fans hate Rick Browning, man. Oh, buddy. man. It is what is funny, up with though, that? now because of the John Brandon thing, how some of them have randomly said, like, I've gotten a few things where people have said, sent me on Chad's board where someone will be like, I actually want Brewing's opinion on this because he knows Brandon. <laughs> and I'm always like, yeah, me and John are on the phone constantly right now talking about UC's struggles. Let me fill you in. What, what do you think about that situation over there real quick? I mean, I, I know it's probably not the most – I don't know your relationship with John Brandon or anything. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But, like, what's – Man, it's just not going great over there. I mean, no, and it's pandemic season, so whatever. But like, what do you think about everything going on over there right now? Yeah, no, I have no issue talking about. It. I mean, I like John personally, and I also think he's a good coach. I, I think to a certain extent, there was a perfect storm factor here that was going to happen for almost anyone that took over, and they were going to be in a tough spot. Mm. At the same time, I would, I think he can still turn it around, but I would be very concerned about the roster attrition that's going on right now because, right. and that's the thing is like. I do think that's him to a certain extent because we saw that at NKU too. He lost multiple top guys that were going to be big factors going forward for the team where he was just kind of like, look, it's, it's my way of the highway. You can do whatever you want, but you're not going to play the wing, your power forward, and you're not going to play point guard, your wing, and, and different stuff like that with guys and their families were just like, well, we're going to go somewhere else where we get to do what we want. And so like, I, you know, I, I would be concerned from that perspective as a UC fan that I don't know who can play next year for that group he has no recruits committed and finding one off in the transfer portal when you're already not having much success as we've seen doesn't go very well so it'll, i think it'll, it's going to be a tough spot for him to get it out i think he has a few more years especially when you look at his buyout and the financial yeah. situation uc's athletic department is in he's got four or five years total i think to get it right but it's going to take that from from the way it looks I think he does figure it out, but you're right. It's going to be a tough couple of years the way that it looks right now. He's got he's got to hold it together for sure. Yeah, but I, they should absolutely fire him because you know that's the way. If you, if you don't get it done in three years, you're you're just a terrible coach. Yeah, and I look, I I would get the angst coming from UC fans a lot more because of the roster situation right now. Like yeah. there is an element of what the hell is going on over there. Whereas it's like for Xavier fans, you're looking and you're like, Damn, sophomores are pretty good, freshmen are pretty good, <laughs> freshmen are pretty like, fucking solid. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's like, okay, the, you know, Steele is whatever you think about him right now, you at least I think would have to look at this and be like, well, assuming, you know, one of, one of the next two guys you bring in next year have any traction and can play a little bit, you've got a pretty solid core in place that even if your staff sucks, you should be average in the beast, you know, going forward. So if they, <laughs> yeah. they figure anything out as a staff, then they're going to win a lot of games. I think the next couple of years, we said that too. I mean, you look at the inflow of talent and I, I, th I remember listening to the, uh, like what you guys did, you guys did a little piece on the incoming recruiting class, I think, and snow's like in love with Elijah Tucker. I kind of thought the same thing as you just like watching stupid recruiting videos about Cesar Edwards. Like I just thought his, like the combination of size and, and skill popped off the page, but I know he's absolutely in love with Elijah Tucker. Yeah, I was a little surprised on that podcast that you're talking about where Snow was kind of giving him praise and right. saying he was going to be too good for Xavier to consider redshirting. Um, but as his high school season played out and the way it's coming down the stretch here, the way people are talking about him from his state, you know, obviously it's a recruit and the next guy coming in is always the best one. But he's he looks pretty good and he's getting a lot of praise. So I think both of those guys have a chance to be pretty special. I know the staff is legitimately 
really excited about them. I mean, not, not, not just the coach speak that they give every time they get a recruit committed, but I think those two guys, they feel like either one could end up being an all league type player. Now, um, are they as excited about either one of them as they were Colby Jones, who they wanted to adopt? <laughs> well, it was funny because the Colby Jones thing came on so quick. You know, it was like yeah. we I was at uh, an event in Fort Wayne. I was actually watching Matt Cross, the kid who committed to Miami of Florida and now is transferring to Chris Mack at Louisville. And he was playing against Colby Jones's team and Snow came up to me. and was like I, I was watching Matt Cross for Xavier's purposes. And he was like that, that t- number 10 on the other team, which was Colby Jones. Uh, ben loves him talking about Johnson from Xavier. And he's like he, he thinks he could be like an NBA guy one day. I was like, okay, never heard of the kid. So I, I watch him. And after one game, I'm going, you know what? I don't know if he's an NBA guy, but he's pretty damn good. I would be interested in that. And so I watched him the rest of the weekend. And it was like, the more you watch, the more layers there were to the kid's game, the more you realize like, oh, this guy's an incredible teammate. His body language is off the charts. He's always in the right spot. He makes smart decisions. It's like, yeah, I think this guy's got a chance to be pretty good. And I think that's kind of what happened for the staff too, is it's like, they saw pretty quickly Oh, the more you watch, the more you appreciate all the different things he can do. He might make it in D1. He's got a chance. Got a chance. Got a shot. All right, we'll get off the musky train because no one wants to hear about that ever. Uh, so I remember, Rick, I think the funniest thing and maybe the part I laughed out loud the most at on, on Musketeer Report ever on the, the podcast, Dan and Victory, was talk about the horizon boards and uh, and uh, <laughs> Arbroering 420 on the, on the horizon boards. Is that a real thing and are they popping right now? So I will never give my screen, my actual <laughs> screen name away on the Horizon League message boards. But I will say there is one board that I have posted on that I am, I don't even know if I'd say active because the entire board is rather sleepy itself. I mean, there's not a whole lot of daily posting going on over there, but yeah, I mean, there is a message board and I have posted on it. (laughs) I wish it was more active, being honest. I wish people were setting the standard for the Horizon League. (laughs) Sounds like there's an opportunity that we're not bouncing on right now, boys. Is there a Horizon (laughs) fired Darren Horn. (laughs) (laughs) that was in my head yeah that was where i was going next beating me in the punch don't, don't start that with the nku stuff if you guys ruin nku basketball for me i'll never forgive any of you <laughs> no we wouldn't go, there. The we wouldn't go there. how's the, how's the season been man it's got to be a blast calling games and stuff yeah it's so much fun this team was a lot of fun too because you knew they were in for a little bit of a rebuild and everyone was young so it was kind of like playing with house money we'll see how bad it gets and at one point in the middle of the year they lost four straight including to IUPUI who had been the worst team in the league and everyone's like oh wow this is really bad that you know they're they're really taking a step back here as it turned out IUPUI had a couple special seniors who were kind of on their game midway through the year and turned it around and they actually played pretty well and NKU then won eight of their last 10 and started winning and the best thing was all the games were really close I mean they never pulled away from anybody so it was like every game was coming down to the wire it was a lot of fun to call other games this year for sure that's freaking awesome. So they're in the semis right now, or are they in the conference tournament? Yeah. Okay. Semis yeah, right now. That's what semifinals in Indy. Uh, that will be Monday, and then the finals will be on Tuesday, assuming they get there. Well, that's big. They are winning games in an NCAA tournament arena. Well, just getting ready for the real thing. Andy. <laughs> getting ready for the real thing. So, are what's your? Are you covering any of that, or do you have any like coverage on those? Yeah, we've been uh, we've been fortunate enough to go to every road game this year. Which I mean, most conferences are not letting radio guys travel or tv guys travel or anything like that so it's been a lot of fun getting to go to all the cities the only game we didn't go to was green bay um because we have to drive separately from the team they they charter a flight out there and we had gone to milwaukee the weekend before in a snowstorm it took us like 13 hours to get back 
in the snowstorm and we were getting snow the day we were supposed to leave to green bay and we called a last second audible like it's good it, the uh map quest should like 13 hours to get to green bay that day and we're like <laughs> eh, i don't think we're doing this two weekends in a row let's, let's call an audible here so we watched it uh, on espn3 in bbnt arena and called it off tv which that was kind of when oh, you're wow. relying on a student broadcast on espn3 for your broadcast <laughs> it ain't great it's not the best <laughs> feeling shocked to hear that i have a couple more questions okay what the hell did does snow know anything about dockage did snow do anything to dockage what the hell happened yeah i think snow got him off of twitter no (laughs) um they've known each other for years obviously there's not a lot of love lost there i have no idea exactly what all that stuff was about with dockage i mean he's just a wild man i know snow wasn't exactly upset about it we were recording the podcast when he get when he signed off of twitter for good i guess well at least for a day yeah. And um, we got off the podcast, and I guess Snow's phone had just been completely blown <laughs> up with people asking him about Dockage's situation. Snow's, Snow's interesting to me, man. Snow's like a uh, like a, a case I want to study, bro. Like, so He's you've gone to – he really is. So you go to multiple events. You've been like multiple AAU tournaments with Snow, right? What do you think? Yeah, I, like, I stay at his house usually once a year for the event in Indy. What are you thinking, like, as a young reporter, like, you're brand new in a Muskie report, and, like, you're just following snow around in AAU tournaments? Like, how do people treat snow in public? Like, how is he perceived? A college coach comes up to snow, like. You would be shot. Like, that's the funniest thing about snow. And honestly, like, you know, you get older, you you kind of grow into your skin. You look a little more normal doing your thing, especially as an old man being like a nerd. But, like, at, you know, when we were even younger – it's like you see snow and both of us are short fat dudes snow's got glasses on he's like five 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 six probably i'm a little under six foot you know i'm right around six foot he's three four inches shorter than me and uh but like the dude is as well connected as anyone in college basketball that does this so like you know we'd be at the peach jam at nike and it's on one side it's us and all the media guys and on the other side it's all the coaches and in the midst of Jim Bayheim and Roy Williams and coach K and, and Sean Miller is Brian snow, you know, just like sitting over there. It's like, what a picture just snap, snapshot that right there. But yeah, I mean, he is a, uh, he is as well connected and people take his opinion very, very seriously. There have been multiple players at Xavier that have been pretty much off the opinion of Brian snow. There have been multiple players at a lot of schools that have strictly been because of brian snow pulling strings or telling a coach hey you should take this guy that type of thing so a lot of these guys trust a dude who doesn't look like he's played much basketball in his life fucking christian dawkins man (laughs) snow Snow legitimately knows the game though that's the thing i mean i there's not much questioning going on there from uh the people in the know of, of snow's knowledge Sure. It is funny though, because I like, you know, listen to fucking your podcast forever. And I'll be listening to like, I on college bot, I on college basketball. And it's like Matt Norlander's podcast. And they made main drops, Brian fucking snow. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just so fucking random. And then my yeah. last little thing, I know you love player comparisons. So I'm going to ask yeah. for an announcer comparison. Who is your announcer comparison? Would you say you're more like Bill Walton or are you more just like middle of the row and vanilla? Yeah, definitely the latter. I don't, I don't think my broadcasts are too um, eccentric. I think people are shocked at how normal I am when I'm doing that compared to what I'm like doing something like this. Um, you know, I mean, occasionally we'll joke around a little bit, but you also got to understand I'm doing it with Jim Kelch, who is right. a guy who's been on major league baseball broadcasts 
as pros pro. I mean, we're in buzzer beaters. I'm sounding like I'm blowing my load for the first time in my life. And he's calling the most smooth, like it's a, it's a play he's seen a million times, you know? So it's like, there is a balance there that he kind of strikes with, with my uh, immaturity and my newness to the whole thing. So how do you like working I, with him? It's, it's great. I mean, it was really good for me because he's, we're the exact opposites. You know I mean? He's super professional, super polished, super detailed oriented. And it's like, I'm like, what time is the coach's show again tonight? You know, it's like, I'm texting him an hour beforehand. Like what time do I need to be there? So um, he's, it was really good for my professionalism in that regard. And just kind of getting me comfortable with all the, I mean, for the most part, the stuff I don't think is that hard. You're talking about basketball. Yeah. It's more stuff just like, uh, here's how we do breaks and Hey, yeah. um, don't step on me when we're coming out of this, you know, I'm going to say this when we're doing this, give me enough breathing room to get it all out before you start talking or something like that. So he's, he's kind of just showed me how to work with someone in that regard. But the good news is no one else is going to hire me to do this. I mean, I never played, I never coached. The only reason I'm doing this is because I'm the NKU guy. So it's like, I have zero future in being a, a color guy, but it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Fellas. And then you'll pass that professional professionalism right onto us. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I was thinking is you guys would be the next NKU play-by-play and uh, color commentators. So Yeah, there's no one in line for Muskie Report, but we are next in line for the NKU uh, gig for sure. <laughs> I've told people multiple times the day Drew McDonald calls and wants my job, he's welcome to it. I'd rather listen to him than listen to myself. So That is fair. It's funny, man. I've been talking to Rick Carter about this fucking TBT thing, which actually is looking like legit. And he's like, yeah, you and the fucking podcast guy should come and cover it. I'm like, Rick. <laughs> I don't know if you want that. You'll like, be sleeping I, in Rick Carter's hotel room sooner or later. You better watch yourself. They'll get like, you there. I can just see us at TBT with like Jalen Reynolds and JP McCure and Zach Hankins and like Andy walking around with a fucking cell phone, just like <laughs> fucking stupid as shit. Like walking into the fucking game. Like selfie just stick. You definitely have a selfie stick. Definitely a selfie stick. I'll walk in a full tux. I'm Aim putting you in a direction. GoPro. <laughs> Get off Browning. I think that's four. Damn. <laughs> All right, Rick. My last question. What is your favorite? And I was talking to the boys about this. We're thinking about doing like a little bracket of just like weirdest moments in college basketball, like our favorite shit, like fucking sister Jean or like fucking Ron Hunter falling out of his fucking scooter, whatever the fuck. What's your favorite in subway tournament moment? Like the time you eat, like you're most entertained by NCAA tournament. Wow. I was not well prepared for that question. That's <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew it was going to be an actual yeah. basketball question. I'm rolling through the I'm, I'm going through the roller decks here in my memory. Unfortunately, it's not the best memory in the world um, the, you know, before you said NCAA tournament, I was actually going to throw it back at you. I laugh legitimately and I'm not like I'm not saying an LOL thing like I want to tweet out an emoji. I'm talking about I actually audibly laugh every time you tweet out the good sex in the Big East. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is funny every single time. It's, I don't know why I have to watch it and then I hear it and it's like, that's still funny. Thank, thank you jimmy, jimmy. <laughs> yeah thank you jimmy it's the most genuine thank you dude because it, it's every second is gold it's what like a seven eight nine second video there's like three or four things they're just absolute gold that like i can't i can't watch it less than five times it's like the, a cheese the it. part the part that makes me that gets me every time no matter how many times i'm like okay i've seen it a billion times this isn't yeah. you know not that funny and then when he doubles down on good sex he's like, yeah. good sex uh, uh good sex in the big east it's like you said it twice. You screwed it up. You paused, and then you said it again. How did that happen? Is there What's a worse word? Is there a worse word when you're in that kind of business than sex? Uh, success is maybe the worst word to say live. I have issues I with that it. one all the time. Success <laughs> is hard. I heard Jonas say that, I think. I think Jonas was saying, talking about a recruit. He's been having some good success. Oh, no, it was fucking um, 
Pegues. He said he's been having a lot of good sex. Success. A lot of good sex in the Big yeah, East. Yeah, he's been having a lot of good sex in the Big East. And I can't tell you, man, every time I get a, a tweet about that or someone's in my replies, the only reply I ever like getting is like, I hope you have good sex tonight in the Big East. Like, that's the <laughs> only one I really appreciate. But yeah, I feel like every month or so, like, I come back to it and it's not old. Like, I feel like about a month is the right time frame just to put it back out there, watch it 10, 15 times. And, you know, if you're having a shit day, you know, you just, it's the best. It's like there's the there's the unforgivable videos. You remember those? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, so I, I watch like that once one of those once a month just to take me back and like get me in the right frame of mind. I watch uh, the the George Bush doesn't care about black people video with Kanye West and uh, Mike. Uh, who's the Austin Powers guy? Uh, Mike, Myers. Oh, Mike, Mike, Myers. Mike Myers. Thank you. Yeah, when they like flash to his face after Kanye says that, and then like just the blank stare on his face, like, are we gonna get fired? Are we over? Are we canceled now? Or, that's amazing. Um, and then the good sex in the Big East now is another like what thing I have to watch once a month at least just to get my mind right. One that gets me. Remember Mouse in the Palace? Yes. There's a I. post. There's a post game with Stephen Jackson and Ron Artest, and they're in the post game press conference. And Ron like covers his mic and talks to J- to Stephen Jackson. I heard this story and lost my shit. He goes, "You think we're gonna get in any trouble?" And Stephen Jackson's like, "Getting any trouble? We were <laughs> slugging fans in the middle of the fucking palace. We'll Did be lucky if we're where Jermaine Jackson <laughs> threw an uppercut and slid ten feet. Yeah, we're in trouble. <laughs> we'll be lucky if we ever get to be in the NBA ever again. We're gonna get in any trouble. The fuck out of here. I saw I saw him say that on the Dan Levitard show. Tell that story. I was fucking losing my shit. Think we're gonna get uh, in another- any trouble." This is an NCAA tournament, but a great championship moment was uh, the Lakers winning it all and Ron Artest thanking his psychologist. <laughs> that was one of my favorites. I think that was meta. I don't think he's oh, Ron yeah, 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 yeah. Excuse me, yeah. Meta world piece. There was another one where it may have been after a championship. He was talking about Tooth Fairy and how <laughs> grateful he is that you don't lose teeth as an adult and you don't have to worry about that on like <laughs> a weekly basis being like whoa i have to take my tooth out and put it under my pillow tonight i don't know where he got that from so in fairness that's not like a concern i have but if you were worried about that then yeah that is probably a, an ease off your mind if you realize i'll never have to deal with the tooth fairy breaking into my room and snatching things underneath my pillow again that being yeah. said that is one of those situations where I hear an NBA guy say that, and I'm like, how old am I? Is this it's a drug reference that I'm not getting, or what's that about? You know? Oh, yeah. I, I think it was just him saying that. I mean, it, it sounded a lot like something someone who used to be the tooth fairy would say. Like, <laughs> hey, thank God, like, adults don't have to worry about the tooth fairy. Now Marcus <laughs> Walters, the next story. Uh, it sounds like it was something he, was getting, <laughs> he had to get off his chest for a while. Uh, he was probably really stressing about that. I mean, are we all? I like Coop's energy levels over there. They're off the charts. Dude, it's nice. It's it's a that's what me and Andy have been saying. It's yeah, just a great contrast. Great. Yeah. It really is. And he's like that guy. He's like your um, he's like me and Andy are volume shooters. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna throw shit out there, and and we might hit forty percent of the time. Coop's your if nice that. efficiency corner threat. You know what I mean? He'll he'll jump in, you know, one every five ten minutes, but he's always heat every time. I was yeah, I was kind of thinking of more of it like a guy that really plays with good pace. He's he's like a Miles Davis, you know. <laughs> you're the Dwan Odom. You're you're blowing people's doors off left and right, but you yeah. catch you throw it over to Coop. You can't speed him up. You can't What'd make you him say? do what he doesn't want to do. That's true. What'd you say the other day on Twitter? Oh yeah, the. Uh... <laughs> Well, I can't believe this guy doesn't shoot a better free throw percentage. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite new euphemism for white players. It, like oh, someone shot, was someone's at the line and he was like, they go to look at his free throw percentage. He goes, Very good shooter. Actually only shooting X percent from the free throw yeah. line. 
really would expect him to be a better free throw shooter than that. It's like, that dude, why, he doesn't why do anything would you expect else. that? Yeah, why would you expect that? It is wild that Creighton shoots like 258th or some shit, 298th in free throws. You didn't expect that. They got a lot of white I'm sure, no I'm sure their fans are very happy about it. <laughs> also, do we think when uh, they heard that plantation line Here from McDermott that they were just like, oh, what's the issue? Uh, <laughs> like, no, do you think Creighton well, fans I were totally read, confused with why the fuck was wrong? I read through the replies on oh, the uh, shit. on the tweet that McDermott posted. Oh. And I was like, "Holy shit! These guys, these people are just—they don't, don't get it." <laughs> I mean, a lot of them. There, there was one that was definitely McDermott's burner account because he's like, "I don't see an issue with the phrase. I use this phrase every day, and several <laughs> of my family members do as well." And I click on the profile, and it had like it was like the lone tweet they've ever tweeted. I'm like, "Okay, that's that's kind of that's pretty <laughs> fucking weird." That checks out. That's like when uh, when Marcus Walters was getting retweeted by everybody. Like, oh, I can't believe this. And his third tweet was about fucking uh, Veggie Tales, like interviewing <laughs> Bob, Bob the Tomato. tomato. The tomato. <laughs> Jesus yeah. fuck, <laughs> what are we fucking doing? The best is journalists yeah. doing all that work to research one tweet before that one. The right. one, that, the one that they're publishing into a story and going to embed. They didn't check the one tweet before that, just in case you might be fake. <laughs> Literally the first, <laughs> the next fucking tweet about Bob the Tomato. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And then, What's uh, the next move for Marcus? Do we have any plans? Good question. So Marcus came out with a story yesterday. Um, it's pretty groundbreaking. I don't know if you've heard about it, but the Cincinnati Zoo, by the end of this month, is going to have 1,300 of their 1,900 animals, all the warm-blooded animals at the zoo, will be vaccinated. Uh, none of us can get a vaccine right now except Andy. Um, but the zoo animals, they have their vaccines and Marcus is covering that. I think there's going to be somewhat of an outcry, but, uh, the zoo community is happy. Big story. I think it's worth it. We've got an elite zoo and you got to keep it that way. I would also say Richard Skinner has the vaccine. And if he does, then Harambe and the the crew should. (laughs) R.I.P. Our zoo's underrated. I I was stationed in San Diego and the zoo's super overrated. I went there. I was like, this is trash. I don't know that ours is underrated, though. I think ours is really well-respected now. Properly rated. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, I think the, people uh, know we have a big-time zoo. <laughs> it's big, big zoo. time. It's big time. It's big time. It's a high-level zoo. I, I think I'm going this weekend, actually. I'm a big zoo guy, believe it or not. Who's not? Are you a Festival of the Lights guy? I've never been Festival of the Lights, but I don't, I don't dislike Christmas lights, though. I'm not as Richard Skinner as people think. <laughs> like, I don't hate everything could have fooled me. You're not a huge zip-off pants guy? <laughs> I'm a summertime short pants Summertime guy. short pants. Oh, that was the time I've laughed the hardest at a podcast in my entire life. I, my so. react, someone, uh, Doug Tiff, an old Xavier writer, a uh, guy who used to run the Newswire at Xavier, tweet, texted me and said that, or in a group text with me, and said that my call on NKU's game-winning tip-in was the same reaction I had to summertime short pants. <laughs> Which he's not far off. It really accurate. Pure bliss. <laughs> so good. I like how Jed. I like how Jed Demusi puts out uh, open to the pubic and doesn't notice it for like two hours. Got <laughs> <laughs> Rouch like Jed. You good? He's like, yeah. What's up? <laughs> he's a big pubic section guy. Who's not? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of continued he's promo code Andy Pick Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time, Rick. I think it's like a good time to like. Well, you know, we're kicking off March. Like life is good again. I think it's. I think it's good sex in the biggest so, time. If, if, the biggest you send, if you send one out tomorrow, I'll retweet it. I'll tell you that right now. It's I done. Just, I love that. 
consider it done. I think one now and then like right before the Big East tournament. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's weird. Right now, all I'm thinking about is how fat my voice sounds while I'm talking about good <laughs> sex in the Big East. You've got me, you got me shook like a little bit. I, oh, I, shit. I, it's weird to me that you thought my voice was fatter than I was. I, I would think. Me too. How weird do you think I thought it was? Appropriate fat. Yeah. This is like in, uh, in Super Bad where he's like, I was the one drawing pictures of dicks. How weird do you think I thought it was? I thought it was weird too. And I <laughs> well, saw yeah. you in real life. I was like, he's not fat at all. I'm an idiot. Yeah, it just stinks because it's like I thought my voice was way ahead of my body, and to find out that it's behind my body is like, damn, that's. I think I think I just lumped you in with Snow because I hear Snow. He sounds like the fucking. He sounds like he's never left the basement since like 1999, <laughs> and, then, and then Amir and Rick, and I'm like, he's he's probably fat too by no, association. No, look, don't, no, look, don't backtrack on this. Have have your stance. You're right in what you're saying. I'm not trying to argue with your take. I'm fine with it. I it and just then, has shaken me a little bit. That's all. That's fair. And then in my head, Dan is the guy from A Bug's Life, like the little twig guy like i feel like dan's probably 120 he's got a skinnier voice than andy dan is legitimately one of the smartest humans he dude his, i know his word it's of the day incredible. toilet paper is nuts man <laughs> yeah no i mean it, it is uh dan is dan is another one of those people both brian and dan are two people that i don't really know anyone else like either one of them <laughs> You talk about like, I remember back in the day, people were like, man, if we could just put Brad Redford shooting ability into Jalen Reynolds, it's like, if you could put his grammar into Brian Snow, you know, you, you'd have if the you could put Dan's brain into Snow's body. You would just have gold. Well, one, a much healthier Brian Snow, but two, just an absolute unit and force of nature when it came to the media game. I'm telling you, have you ever seen Brian Snow eat a vegetable? Yeah. So here's the weird thing about snow. He's a, like a picky eater. He eats very plain foods. He eats salads all the time. Like I've, I've seen him eat salads a lot of the times that I've been out with him. Um, I think he must just eat like terrible, simple car, like snacks or candy or something like that. When like people aren't really around or something, yeah. because he is not, I've never known him to be like an over, like when we go out, I'll be housing pizza or whatever and or a hoagie and and he's got like a salad a lot of times. He's not like a big unhealthy eater guy to my knowledge. What a lost that bet. Yeah, no, I mean don't get me wrong, he's obviously doing something that's unhealthy, but like I <laughs> when we go out, he's not a guy who's like overeating a bunch of greasy food. Just what I've seen. Maybe maybe he's doing like he's hiding it. He doesn't want us to know that he's He's doing it. Yeah. I wonder what he's going to think when he listens to the Roblox podcast cuz you know he's a he's an avid listener. He talks oh, about no it all way. the time. Uh, honestly, uh, he listens to a lot of the other stuff I do. I get texts from him all the time complaining about how stupid I am. So <laughs> there's a possibility. I wouldn't rule it out. I, I think I'm good. I don't want to keep this man's time anymore. What else you got, fellas? One last I, question I have, Rick. Now that it's been pointed out that your voice and body weight are not uh, really yeah, Great congruent. Word. Um, Here for you. next NKU broadcast, is your voice going to sound a little bit different? Is that something you're going to be like self-conscious about? Or <laughs> Damn you, you CapEx maybe... 15. It's in my At head. Least... I mean, yeah, I... It, I mean, it's going to be tough. It's an adjustment. But... I would love to say it's not going to be Coop, but I can't make promises now that it's in my head. I, I may try to make some hashtag adjustments. And I will tell you for certain, the one thing that I can try to control is just the body weight of my voice. So this week, I think I'll be doing some throat push-ups and uh, Good call. maybe, maybe I don't, I don't know. Is it, if my voice gets more raspy, like a smoker's voice, does that make me sound fatter or thinner? Do you think? It depends on the person. Uh, I'll have to old, hear it. Just older, honestly, just older. I mean, just when you're calling the game, just hit the cough button and like 
maybe Yelp or something sure. like that. Just get a higher pitch and then yeah, okay. I would suggest some. I would it. suggest some tea with honey, and I don't know if we can get it down to like three hundred. I think you can get it down to like two seventy five by the championship. By someone March punch. Madden. Someone just come up and punch me right in the rocks. Take my voice up a couple <laughs> yeah. octaves. And yeah, I hurt. think another thing too uh, to burn some calories just before the next broadcast that will work is good sex in the Big East. Yeah, a little throat sex. We're not gonna be able to beat that. Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> we keeping that in or TWSS? Get off browing over here. I think that's yeah, about keeping it in. I said keep it in. Okay. Yeesh. Yeah, I mean, you, you gotta do what you gotta do. It, it is what it is. I've said worse. It's been sent. Yeah, can't undo it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people people have heard Nelk so boys. much worse on this podcast. Fat voices on Twitter. I mean, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. You know, <laughs> Rick. What else? What do you got coming down the pipeline? Anything you want to plug? Oh no, I'm a day to day guy at this point right now. We're we're in we're heading into March. I'm just trying to get through, you know. Um, Xavier, if if they win on Saturday, I think we'll get to cover them a little bit longer. But if they lose, then uh, my basketball season is going to be coming to a quick end, and I'm going to be enjoying pops in Lawrenceburg while betting on the tournament, just like you guys. <laughs> Go Mustangs! Maybe I'll see you there. Continue good sex in the Big East, Rick. Rick, hope you have good sex in the Horizon League as well, and uh, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Jimmy. I thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. I'll, so I'll try genuine. to slim my voice down. Rick, do you think talking on beats is cool? I don't know what you said, but I liked it. <laughs> I got to send that video. Did you say dude. talking obese? Yes. He's talking like a fat guy. Oh, okay. That's what I thought he said too. That, that, was, that okay. was what I thought too. Yeah. Yeah, I got to send him that video because he's having no idea. I'm sure he was like, what the fuck are they talking about? But, I was ready to make a reference, but, like, I wasn't fully confident that he that he knew he was right. going to talk about it. Because I right. wanted to, like, talk like that on the – that, that's how that's how you talk skinny right there. Exact mm-hmm. opposite of his voice. That's a skinny voice right there. That is a skinny voice. Yeah, I felt weird letting that cat out of the bag, but I was like, for, for years. I was like, yeah, there's a couple fat guys on Dana Victory podcast. <laughs> and I saw him in real life. He's, he's, not, he's not that big. <laughs> I would have pegged him at like 250. I must say, like, (laughs) he's big tot. Definitely big tot. I must say, um, when bringing Rick Brewing, I didn't expect to have a very serious conversation at all. I expected to get completely off the rails, but I did not expect to analyze his weight and voice and how they fit together. I just, Andy, I think you've been doing this long enough to just know that nothing's off limits with us. (laughs) That's just, that's just never a thought that I've had. Fair, fair. That's actually exactly what I woke up expecting this morning. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I think, I think today I'll probably talk to Rick Browering about his uh, how bad his voice BMI is. and how that correlates into his voice. <laughs> and the I feel more eating habits. That was. It's nice to know oh, these I, things. Like I don't know. Oh man, I die about the character. Snow at an AAU event. <laughs> Like a bunch of esteemed coaches and Brian Snow. <laughs> well, like uh, when when he was describing that, I was legitimately thinking about the screenshot during the Zoom call of Rick, Brian, and then just me and Cap all on one all on one screen. Snow's such a goof, dude. <laughs> he's such a goof. I'd love to see what's going on in his noggin, bro. He's a goof. He's a goober, dude. Does he speak the way he writes? <laughs> I mean, luckily, he doesn't have to spell what he says, but, yeah, he does. It lines up. And it's funny because it's such a contrast. That dude, Dan's a fucking genius. Get it together. Have a baby. 
is such a contrast. That was fun though, bro, dude. Rick's awesome. I always expect the best when like we, we said before, like most people bring in uh like Bill what we brought in Rick Brewing, but that's not even a good comparison. That's like bringing in Kansas or Gonzaga. <laughs> Right. That's not a good comparison. <laughs> Most people would have brought in Thomas Moore. We brought in Gonzaga. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's, see, that actually <laughs> works. John Brandon said that. I'd be like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Right. Uh, instead of we brought in the 117th team in the net and ha- made them come That's to us. That's still better than us. <laughs> An 8-13 and 13 yeah. Vanderbilt team, last place in the SEC. Yeah, we're impressed. <laughs> we're impressed. <laughs> you see that. It's different if it's like – Baseball, maybe. I don't know. Vanderbilt's go. probably good at baseball. They're, they're, they're a dynasty in baseball. Yeah, Vandy boys. Brandon, do you think playing Vandy is cool? He clearly does. Clearly, I wonder if it he helps their net. Tonight with a smile on his face, knowing that he played Vanderbilt. <laughs> and hey, lost. They were expecting Thomas Moore. I brought him Vanderbilt. That's a win. <laughs> That's a win. Hey, this was fun, man. And honestly, it was fun not talking about Xavier. I, it was a good way, to, good like break. I mean, just really, just guys being gonna, dudes. Oh, yeah, exactly. What we're we gonna fucking talk about? Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it sucks. Like, I hate that kill. I mean, well, I'll give I'll give a quick shout out to Kiki. I mean, he was awesome, but yeah, was uh, he he's finally playing, doing exactly what Travis needed him to do. So, and we saw his minutes showed up, and he was our, the best player on the floor for us for a while. Yep. Um, it's just like, honestly, like flat out, like there's going to have to win games or it's over. Yeah. You know, if you lose to Marquette, it's pretty much over. Unless you're yeah, that's, the big tournament. That, that's, that's us breaking down the bullshit. Yeah. Beat Marquette or you're fucked. Yep. <laughs> and some further details. I think Xavier should bring out the yellow uniforms. And no it'll be, I mean, Marquette versus Marquette. You literally cannot lose. Would that be the new two-lane Tulsa? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That'd be the Marketeers, yeah. <laughs> and... The mar- the marketeers on National Marquette Day. I think we have to. What if it was Tulsane versus the marketeers? Whoa, hold uh, on. My geez. mind cannot grasp that. <laughs> it's too late for that kind of it's shit. It's too late for that. Just <laughs> talk about the universe. Yeah, that'd be a good time, dude. That'd be a good time. I'm here for that. What about just like a one of one of those like preseason hush hush scrimmages, Tulsane versus the marketeers? That, Honestly, yeah, I think that would be really interesting. I'm gonna email Travis Steele. Players from both teams. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Travis is my best friend. We talk to him all the time. I email him every day about you know we got to make some free throws. I want to tweet out <laughs> what his email address is because clearly people know it. Yeah. I think you can find it. Like all I think I'm doing... you can literally go to the staff directory and find it. It's, yeah, it's way easier to find coaches and okay. stuff like that. You email than you would think. That's a dangerous really game. <laughs> That is a dangerous game. Like, we, All right, we, McDermott and Steele both hearing from me tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> and Brandon. Hey, I'm proud of you. At least you played Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really, like, you, you set the standard high. Dude, like, we, I should be, like, top-notch competition here. I should just give super positivity and encouragement to Brandon via email. <laughs> That's going to be my new thing. <laughs> I'm going to be the most encouraging man of all time, John Brandon's email. That is great. I and then Harold Chatwood comes, comes out of nowhere. He'll <laughs> <laughs> bring it up in a, hey, my guy, my guy, uh, I don't know, insert random name here, has been been hyping us up in email, so feeling pretty good. We're going to get it right. <laughs> I'm not going to let you down. Hey, it's, it's good to hear that Charles over there in Northern Kentucky just he's stuck <laughs> with us the entire time. I wonder if I'm going to get the Brandon shout-out, the Rick Brewing shout-out, or the Fanta shout-out first. 
Let's, uh, oh, uh, honestly, if I had to guess. I'm guessing Browning. Take take some bets. I would say Browning. Yeah, yeah, I'd say Browning because he's he's gonna. I'm gonna be in his head about the fat voice thing. See, I feel like he's gonna like work it in there. He's not gonna just be like shout out to Cap X on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but he's gonna work <laughs> in something like you know, um, like brought yeah, to by Cap Industries or. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see at least on the give a fuck meter. Rick's the highest on the not give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fans to give a oh, fuck. Yeah. Wait, wait. Can't, so John do, Brandon, I called him Janet. Do you also say the lowest on the give a fuck meter? Yeah, the highest yeah. on the not give a fuck meter. Yeah, double negative is a positive. I don't like, know. He's the lowest on the fat meter. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> You're picking yeah. up what I'm Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I could just see Rick being one of those guys that just say fuck it and just say some dumb shit. Hard to see. I feel like Fanta calculates his moves. I feel like Brandon's not just gonna say some stupid yeah. ass bullshit unless it's on a yeah. on a pre on a on a twitty on a holy fuck on a video before the crosstown shootout. Jesus Christ! You seen that video of that little kid who's like for 14 seconds yep. trying to say something but he can't say it? We gotta find yes. that video. I'm gonna put it up. <laughs> just put it for the Roblox account. He's like, it's just we'll like when it. you uh, when you and then the, and it's it's like when you yeah like he does it for like 14 seconds. That was me. Yeah, and like a, a th- big thing about Rick is like he'll probably work in one of the inside jokes right. to a broadcast. Or yeah, like, so it'll, he, it'll be, be like a Horizon League team. I don't know, name one. Uh, Valparaiso, are they Horizon League? I don't know, but it'll be like, yeah, they're big. He's uh, a, a lot or not as big in person as you would think watching film. You know, that reminds me, someone told me once that. Just judging by my voice, I'd be a lot bigger than I actually am. <laughs> like smoothly transition it in, and then Kelch would be like, "And there's a three on the way from Johnson." <laughs> and there's a deep drive into left by Castellanos. That would be a home run. <laughs> <laughs> he just quote tweeted, "Good sex in the Big East." This is March. <laughs> We're there, boy. <laughs> We're in there. That video is a gold, dude. The first time I found it, bro, I watched it for like ten <laughs> minutes straight. It's a it's a nine second video. No, it's seven or eight seven or eight seconds. Oh good my se- god! Good, good, continue good sex good sex in the biggies. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. It's a six second video, bro. I watched it for legit like ten minutes. Like every and ever since you like uh, pointed out the um, <laughs> the sincerity of the thank you, I, you know that just made my day. Thank right. you. Hey, dude, I like that. that. It's a good thing to wish somebody, man. I could count on one hand the things that I would rather be wished than that. Good money. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's damn near it. <laughs> that's 50 bucks good, in podcasting. Good, good breathing. Good, good stonks. Yeah, good stonks and good yeah, I mean, good yeah. sex. I mean, that's good pretty much it. baby. Yeah, nailed it. But, yeah, man, Rick was awesome, and uh, he definitely supports good sex in the Big <laughs> East, and we can all get behind that. Oh yeah, and then make sure to go get your your, your Andy Pick underwear. Uh, use promo code Andy Pick seventeen to check out, ladies. Forty um, percent <laughs> off and free shipping, baby girl. Free shipping. And then the last thing that I have, guys. So we want to put together a bracket. Your yes. favorite moments in the in I was in the biggest tournament in the NCAA tournament. I'm thinking funny moments. You know, we were talking yeah. like S- Sister Jean being a thing. Uh, uh, you know, Ron, Ron Hunter. Ron Hunter. Yeah, Ron Harper, if you're into that. Uh, I like Jim Valvano after winning the championship, just trying to find somebody to hug. He's like the national champion head coach, and no one will hug him. Just running around like a maniac. Like, shit like that. You know what I mean? Uh, the thinking- memes after the after Norfolk State beat Duke. <laughs> True. Dunk City. You know what I mean? Like, your favorite like weird, wacky March Madness shit. I'm thinking 16 or 32. I think 64 would be a big field. 
Yeah, and, and I, I I tweeted out 64 hoping to get 16 or 32, like yeah. ar- around there. Uh, then we'll, we'll be able to throw. Oh, if dude. we get 30, we'll get we'll be able to throw some in. If there. we get there, we have to get five more. A couple couple playing games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, like that just pissed me off about the NCAA tournament. You just needed one more team. You're so close. You were just like, like, all right, we're gonna expand the field to 68. You can't give somebody a buy. Like, really? Come on. I have a play-in game to the play-in tournament. <laughs> uh, Horrible. <laughs> you played two games before the first round. I like, and they've, uh, <laughs> and they've all, and they've already, um, like. And the tournament already starts Tuesday now. Why just fucking make it Monday? Make it an entire week thing. The first round, you have the um, play. The you have the sixty-nine get inside game, and uh, that was nice. Thanks, man. But it and was then, funny because like the, once you said that, you had nothing else. <laughs> like, no, like, no, no. You used it all after. on that joke. <laughs> if I go out, I mean, I I, I did it right. <laughs> Left it all on the floor. No one's gonna hit you with a blind stick. That's for sure. Yes. Oh man! All right, get us your favorite moments and just tweet it at us at, at our uh, roll ball account. DM it to Cap. Email it to Steel. I don't give a fuck. Mine's got to be when Andy said he was gonna hit that ref with a blind stick. <laughs> Step aside, Sister Jean. It's definitely the blind stick. It happened bro, in February, we, Jackass. No, we we gotta put that in there, bro. <laughs> just a bunch It'll of win. Madness. I know. That's the point. It'll win, man. I know. I hope so. <laughs> dude that's that should be our video we should make a uh like you know when they do like a uh, like a crime scene they'll make like a video that's like a depiction of it yeah. we, we should make like a a live action <laughs> like, yeah, i'm trying to forget that happened <laughs> we gotta keep it in infamy bro we gotta rent out like a basketball court or something and recreate that <laughs> have a very bad voiceover with it too <laughs> Like someone with a super skinny voice or a super fat voice. I don't know which one's going to be funnier. We'll get hey, Rick man. to voice it over. If you could call like that, I'm going to hit you with a blind stick. Bro, we do need to get that Rick Broering soundbite. I could see him just I could see him just sharing that two-second clip. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, it's Rick Broering. <laughs> we should send him that one. Send him yours. See if you can tell the difference. That's exactly what you sounded like. Roblox! <laughs>